Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Tuesday, April 11th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Tuesday card, the final big Tuesday card of the regular season. We've got 10 games on tap, same number as we had uh, last night. And of course, it's Tuesday, which means it's BetCast game day. Once again, for us, we've got our final regular season Ice Guys live BetCast coming your way tonight, April 11th, of course, 7 p.m. Eastern, live betting and commentary with me, with Alex, and all of our viewers and listeners. Joining us, as always, as guests, anyone that wants to join us, step on up and come on in and join us on the BetCast tonight. It's a great night of hockey. Playoff implications abound. Uh, you know, Buffalo is still alive after winning last night. Uh, you've got, obviously, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, trying to solidify their playoff hopes. Winnipeg needs just one point to clinch a playoff spot. They play Minnesota. We've got a great couple of showdowns late, including Edmonton and Colorado. Uh, so it's a really great night of hockey here on this Tuesday night. So make sure you join us. Uh, drinking encouraged. We're always striving for a bar and a pub atmosphere with the Ice Guys live betcast. So DM me at Bobano on Twitter uh, or email Bobano350 at gmail.com uh, to request a spot on the uh, BetCast, and we'll send you the link, and we'll make sure you get a chance to join us uh, during the BetCast tonight. Uh, we'll look back rapid-fire at last night's card, just because we've got so many games and we've got the BetCast, so we're going to go rapid-fire through a look back at last night, just really focusing on the games that had playoff implications. Kudos to the Winnipeg Jets, took care of business, 6-2 to two win over the San Jose Sharks, dominant victory, uh, really, really almost just about getting them in the playoffs. Now, all they need is one point in their last two games. But these last two games are Minnesota and Colorado for them. So, you know, they're no cakewalks, but all they need is one point. One point from any of these last two games, uh, and they are in the uh, playoffs. Plus, they would also need Nashville to win their final game. So there's still a lot that needs to go right for Nashville to make it. Winnipeg now is on the doorstep uh, of making the playoffs after that win last night over San Jose. The Buffalo Sabres with a 3-2 win over the Rangers in a shootout, uh, cashing the draw, uh, which was great to see in that game. One of two draw bets that cashed uh, for me last night. Uh, and, uh, of course, Buffalo with that win and some help from the Capitals, which we'll get to in a moment, uh, still alive mathematically. And remember, they've got a game extra uh, on everybody else. They actually have three games left, uh, the uh, Buffalo Sabres. They play tonight, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, to wrap up the season. So there is still a pathway, but they've got to win out and they've still got to get some more help. But I honestly didn't think we would get to this Tuesday, April 11th card with saying Buffalo still in, in and mathematically alive. But uh, here we are after that 3-2 win against the uh, Rangers uh, last night. And of course, the Islanders just uh, absolute pants shitting uh, last night against the uh, Washington Capitals. Brutal first period. They did not recover. Uh, and that hurt me a, a lot because we had multiple Islander bets uh, last night. Um, that um, that hurt. There were some other good results I had, but that was not one of them. And for the Islanders, that loss is costly because going into last night, Islanders have control of their own destiny. They now lose control of their own destiny. Pittsburgh now has control of their own playoff fate uh, with their two remaining games against Chicago and Columbus. So a potentially 
devastating loss for the Islanders. And now not only do they have to bounce back and win, they've got to get help as well uh, if they're going to be a wild card team after that horrible loss last night to the Capitals who had shown no life or pulse whatsoever in multiple games prior to that victory last night. Uh, Ottawa with a 3-2 win against Carolina. Problems continue for the Hurricanes. They are not playing their best hockey uh, going into the playoffs. This is concerning. Uh, I saw some stats and read some things, Alex, that without Svechnikov, ever since he's been out, their offense has dried up a lot, uh, You know, and there's been other elements of their game that haven't been nearly as good uh, either, including defensively. They say he's also been pretty good away from the puck, so they miss him, but it's just things are not really clicking at the moment for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, and they suffer a second straight loss to the Ottawa Senators, and assuming Buffalo does not make the playoffs, that's two straight losses to non-playoff teams. Uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So not good uh, and not the uh, way they want to go into the uh, playoffs. And uh, also last night, Toronto 2-1 over Florida. But still, even with the loss, getting a point for Florida was massive. Uh, no question about that. To avoid uh, not getting anything, to at least get a point was big. Samsonov was outstanding in net. He's the main reason the Leafs got that victory. Dallas pummeling Detroit 6-1. And that's two consecutive blowout losses on home ice for Detroit against Pittsburgh and Dallas, and you wonder if they've tapped out uh, on the season, quite honestly. And it's not going to get any easier tonight. An angry Carolina team, you got to go on the road and face them tonight. Uh, we'll get to that game, of course, in our Tuesday uh, preview. Uh, Minnesota with a great rally in the third, late in the third period, down 2-1 to beat Chicago 4-2, making Alex and all Blackhawks fans very happy that the yeah. lost. And I think Alex got in on the island, uh, the Minnesota Wild live as well. Uh, when they were down last night, and they came back and got the uh, win there. It was very disappointing to see a 4-1 final with Seattle and Arizona. I thought there'd be more goals than that. Didn't happen. 4-1 cracking. Uh, Arizona gets shut down in that game. Grubauer looks like he's rounded into playoff form. He's been pretty solid here these last few starts in goal for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, the LA Kings, 3-0 over Vancouver. And we wrap it up with the Calgary Flames. Good riddance to this team. I'm glad they're done. I don't have to talk about them. I don't have to see them. I don't have to watch 40 fucking shots on goal with only one or two of them going in anymore. It's done. It's over for the Calgary Flames. Well, it's all over, but the crying. 3-2 uh, uh, in a shootout. They lose to the Nashville Predators. And if you want to talk about Pete Calgary Flames, Going to a shootout, as always. Losing in a shootout, as always. Their overtime record, their shootout record stinks. It's been horrible all season. All the fucking missed points down the drain because of overtime and shootout losses for this hockey team. You want to know why they make missed the playoffs? Look back on the overtime and shootout record. Piss poor, horrendous, bad as it gets uh, for this Calgary team. And again, another loss. Chalk up another L with 40-plus shots on goal. And only two goals or less to show for it. The Calgary Sternums did their thing. Shoot right into the crest and the chest of the goalie, uh, UC Soros. Although to Soros' credit, he made a couple of really fan phenomenal saves in overtime uh, in that uh, game last night. But still, not enough quality, high-level finish from anybody on this Calgary Flames team offensively. And then to put the icing on the cake, the cherry on top of the Sunday, if you will. We watched the shootout. And your season's on the line. Okay, you got to have this shootout point and this extra point and this two points. I'm seeing now, uh, with the chance to win the shootout at the time, Daryl Sutter going with Nick Ritchie. All right, Nick Ritchie in the shootout. You know who he could have went to instead, who never even got a sniff in the shootout last night? Tyler Toffoli, Stanley Cup champion, multiple 30-goal score. Elias Lindholm, who had 40 fucking goals for that Calgary team last year, could have went to him. 
What about Mangiapane? Only scored 35 goals last year. Could have went to him. Dylan Dupe. No, Nick Ritchie's going to save the season for us and score in the shootout. I, I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. Shocked, 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 shocked. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. And it was it was ridiculous. And then I heard Daryl Sutter in the press conference say, well, the, 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 the shootout attempt he had against Soros like five fucking years ago, he scored against Soros. So I, we thought we'd give him a look here. I mean, that's the Daryl Sutter logic, basically, for that uh, for that attempt last night, giving it to Nick Ritchie over to Foley, a Stanley Cup champ, uh, a great offensive player for a decade in this league. Elias Lindholm, who only got 40 goals for you last year. I guess he couldn't have helped you put the puck in the net there in that shootout attempt. Mangiapane, I know it's not been as good a year, but there's a guy that got you 35 goals last year. Dubé, Coleman even. Give me someone other than Nick Ritchie in that spot. What the hell could you have possibly been thinking? And look, Sutter, I've said this before. He's an entertaining guy. I, I like the way he handles the media because I think it's entertaining as hell. you know. And, and he gives has given us some memorable quotes. And I think there's part of his style that works, but clearly, you know, as years have progressed, and especially in this tour of duty here with Calgary, we're seeing his style is not conducive right now. And to me, that was the moment where as much as I defend Daryl Sutter and I enjoy his humor and his wit and his quirkiness, and quirkiness is the best way to describe it when it comes to Daryl Sutter, that was the moment where I said, all right, back to the farm you go, old man. It's, it's over. You know, get back to the farm, get on the tractor, Start mowing the lawn, you know, getting your uh, fruit and vegetables ready. Uh, get the corn crops ready. Uh, you know, get, get, get you know get the uh, get the horse stables ready to go. Put some hay in there. You know, get, get the farm all nice and ready for a nice summer because you're going to be spending a whole lot more falls and winters there. Maybe after this year because that was the moment for me last night. Okay, out you go. Back to the back to the Sutter farm. Back to Viking Alberta. It is uh, for uh, Daryl Sutter. Uh, after that uh, debacle last night um, for the Calgary Flames. And a debacle of a season for a team that I thought, on paper, roster-wise, a whole lot better than missing the playoffs. And here they are. Uh, Alex, uh, thoughts on last night? Yeah, well well done, Rant. And I understand your frustration. You know, you picked them to win the Western Conference on this program. So uh, I totally get, uh, you know, how you feel. And, and it's, just, it's just insane to watch. You know, like I said, this season was bad enough to where Sutter should be given – uh, you know, his walking papers at the end of the year. But the press conference last night, I think, was grounds for immediate termination. We should have all woken up this morning to find out that he lost his job because you chose, like, this is the literal definition of bringing a knife to a gunfight. You put Nick Ritchie in over all the people you just mentioned in a shootout that you need to save your season because of what he did against the goaltender five years ago. Like, I mean, it's, it's insanity. Like, that right there should have just been red flag, like, you're done. But you know they kept him around. Who knows what they're gonna what they're gonna do moving forward? I, I, I'm guessing the fans' outcry is going to be more than enough to get him out of office. But it, it's just a disaster to see, and it's just a, a, a horrible game. I thought they were gonna get out to a a, a, a faster pace. Both clubs, great call by you, Ian, with that under uh, in that contest. Did go to OT, so we did catch that, which was nice. But like I said, just just sloppy. And you look at both wild cards. You know, we talked about how. Fun and tight this race is going to be. We knew these these you know uh, spots wouldn't be clinched until this week. We knew that for the last month and a half. But I think we all thought it was going to be better hockey that we were seeing 
now we're just seeing a bunch of, you know, greyhounds tripping over each other, getting to the finish line. And, and it, it's, it's kind of crappy, you know, and it now it's just making us, you know, even more antsy for the playoffs to actually start, especially for me, because like I said, I, I don't think we're going to have a lot of uh, competitive battles in this first round. Now, this is not going to be a six and seven game, uh, you know, series for every series in the, in the quarterfinals. We're probably going to see some teams run out of steam because of the way they played up until this point. How can you expect Pittsburgh, or the Islanders or the, or the, the Panthers, whichever the, two of those three teams make the playoffs, having enough energy to keep up with a, uh, you know, a Carolina, although they're struggling right now too, could be New Jersey. Fine. Even, let's say New Jersey and Boston are your, are your top seeds in those quadrants. Do you expect any of those teams to really give that much energy with, when they've had to play playoff hockey for the last three and a half, four weeks? Same thing on the other side of the coin. Uh, you know, the Central Division has gotten interesting now because they're all beating each other up and, and jockeying for position. But the wildcard teams now, uh, you know, if, if Nashville finds a way in, if Winnipeg can hold on and uh, and grab that last spot, these two teams, the way that they've played right now and, and the energy they've had to exert compared to these other teams that played well all season, played consistent hockey, and now get to kind of rest for a couple of games. I think we're going to, you know, see some, uh, some you know, big favorites, you know, run away early in, in the first round because of, the, of this result. And it's not going to make for the most compelling, I think, starts the postseason i think it'll get better once the, the good teams stick around we're not going to be a, a, in for a lot of upsets uh I, I really truly feel that based on what we're seeing right now so like i said it's shaping things up and uh you know now we're looking at you know some crazy lines again today uh and probably from here until friday now there's gonna be games that you just completely stay away from we're talking about it off air there's one game in particular where it's like there's literally no way you can bet this thing uh that gives you you know even a semblance of, of value there's no plus ev wager in the contest at all so there's going to be, you know, things you're just going to have to just scratch off the page and, and, and turn forward. with. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, there's no question that there's going to be some games where it's just you can't make a bet. Certainly on a side, you can't make a bet uh, because you've got two teams that are just totally looking forward to next week uh, when the Stanley Cup playoffs again. It's a great night to have a bet cast because there's so many games tonight where I'm on the fence, you know, and probably not, not, not in love with the idea of betting something pregame. And let's see how the game unfolds to begin. And, and that's why this is one of those nights where having a bet cast is actually advantageous, I think, from a betting perspective, because we're going to probably have some better live looks tonight on the bet cast than a lot of the stuff pregame that we're going to talk about uh, here in just a, a few minutes. So uh, no question, it's uh, definitely a, you know, a, a minefield this time of year, this late in the NHL regular season. And you have to be a little bit more careful for sure. Uh, and a little bit more selective with where you go. Uh, all right, with that in mind, let's see what we can let's see if we can survive this minefield uh, of a preview and analysis uh, of this Tuesday NHL card. Uh, let's get into it. We'll begin uh, with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, we've got Philadelphia minus one ninety home favorite, six and a half being the uh, total. Uh, in this game, uh, of course, if you look at this matchup, this is a classic late season, you know, situation that I talk about quite a bit. You got two teams out of the playoffs, uh, not going anywhere. Uh, for Philadelphia, though, this is their home finale tonight uh, against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. So, I think from an incentive perspective, there's definitely more incentive on the Philadelphia Flyers side uh, here tonight. I, I, you know, to me, is the, there's going to be, I think, some level of hey, let's. Let's win this game. It's our final home game. We saw that with Vancouver, you know, when they played spoiler Saturday night against the Calgary Flames. So I do like the Flyers here in some form. I'm probably going to go minus one uh, with uh, Philadelphia here because I was debating regulation line or, 
minus one. I'm going to go with the minus one at minus 120 uh, at Pinnacle. Uh, so that's Flyers minus one, minus 120. Uh, I'm going to go with the Flyers team total uh, over three and a half in this game because the one thing we know about the Jackets right now, their defense and goaltending is absolutely horrendous. They give up four to the Rangers, eight to New Jersey, four to Toronto, uh, seven to Florida. I mean, they gave up three to Ottawa was the, uh, the exception in the last five games. Every other game, uh, they have given up four goals or more uh, to their opponents. So I think the Flyers definitely are going to get to four goals tonight uh, in this uh, matchup against the uh, Jackets, who it looks like from all indications as far as the uh, goaltending is concerned tonight, uh, Michael Hutchinson is likely to start. We don't have a confirmation yet, but I'm assuming it's going to be Michael Hutchinson. Uh, for Philadelphia, Carter Hart projected, but again, that isn't confirmed either. You look at the... Uh, Injuries and the absences here for Columbus, too. Uh, obviously, they've been riddled with injuries. The multiple, you know, Merzlikens has been out for a while. Uh, and a couple of their players that have stepped up for them lately are also out. Lyonnais out. Blankenberg's out. Uh, Eric Robinson, who's played well for them at times, uh, is also out for this uh, Jackets team. So they're still very much shorthanded as well. So I actually made three. This is actually a game I've got probably some of my biggest volume uh, of wagers on for the entire card tonight. I like the Flyers minus one. Uh, minus 120 Flyers team total over three and a half. Uh, you can find that, uh, by the way, that bet Flyers team total over three and a half around minus 140 or so uh, at uh, Pinnacle. Uh, and also, I like the uh, full game over six and a half as well uh, in this one. So, yeah, over three and a half is actually minus 130 on that Flyer team total at Pinnacle. And I like the over six and a half at minus 130 in this game as well. Uh, Alex Jackets Flyers. Yeah, it's a great live bet game. I'm going to wait and at least try to get six and a half at a plus price, if not five and a half laying a price for the over. That's the only thing I like here. Like, two teams that are out of it, roll the puck out and we'll see some offense. Uh, I would lean with Philly. Like you said, I think they're obviously going to be the better of the two teams, but I just, you know, no reason to lay a price with a bigger card and, a, a, you know, live bets uh, pending tonight, too. This is one I'm just going to mostly pass. So just look for a live spot on the over. Yeah, I actually like the way they've played at home lately. If you look at the home games specifically, remember they beat Florida, Minnesota, and Detroit. Three consecutive home games. They did lose to Buffalo, but pretty competitive game. They lost to, uh, uh, at home, and then uh, and then their last home game, they went on the road after that. But then the, against Boston, you know, that TNT game on Sunday, great effort, I thought, against a, obviously the best team in the NHL. Uh, that game was tied, actually, at one point in the uh, third period. So Philly's actually been pretty uh, competitive you know, reasonably sound at home. And here's their opportunity at at least send the home fans uh, happy uh, for the, uh, at the final home game of the season with a victory. So uh, that's the way I'm approaching it. All right. Buffalo, New Jersey, we've got New Jersey minus 240 home favorites, seven uh, being the uh, total in this game. Be careful with these sevens. Remember Toronto, Florida last night was seven. I said, I want no part of this over because yep. Lion is playing great in net for Florida. Uh, with Samsonov starting for Toronto, and it sure enough was a two-to-one defensive battle with the uh, Leafs and the Panthers. I wouldn't assume this game is going to go over the total either uh, because uh, you look at it, and it, we'll have to see what Buffalo does in net. I mean, I know it's a back-to-back. -back. They played at MSG against the Rangers last night. How do you? It's going to be difficult, I would imagine, for Don Granado to not give Levi another start uh, in net because, look, they're still mathematically alive. They have to take the ice thinking, hey, we've still got a chance. It's a slim chance, but it's a chance nonetheless uh, to still make the playoffs. So I think because that kid's been such a big part of this late season surge that they've had, you probably have to give him the start on a back-to-back -back here tonight 
uh, against the uh, New Jersey Devils. But that hasn't been confirmed yet. I know a lot of sites have uh, Ukopeka Lukanen uh, currently projected. Uh, Vanacek will be in net for the uh, New Jersey Devils tonight. Uh, Dougie Hamilton for the uh, Devils may not go tonight. He's got an illness, and he didn't practice yesterday. So there's a chance that uh, Dougie Hamilton on the blue line uh, won't play tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils. But as far as motivation goes, look, I think there's motivation both ways, you know, going into this hockey game. Obviously, with that win last night, uh, the Buffalo Sabres are still mathematically alive. This doesn't mean I think they're going to get in but they take the ice with something to play for. It's a meaningful hockey game because they are still uh, mathematically alive. But for New Jersey, you know, there's still a lot to play for for them. They're trying to hang on to home ice advantage uh, against the uh, New York Rangers, hold on to second in the Metro and that home ice advantage spot. But also with Carolina stumbling these last two games, they could still win the Metro division. They are one point behind Carolina, and now both teams have equal games remaining. Too. So this is doable for New Jersey. They can win this division uh, it, still. And so for that reason, from that standpoint, New Jersey should bring a great effort here tonight uh, as well uh, in this game. So it's a draw bet for me, a small draw bet here with the uh, Sabres uh, and the uh, Devils. Uh, kind of like what we saw last night with a couple of these games where, you know, Sabres and Rangers last night. Rangers are trying to, you know, maybe sneak up and overtake New Jersey for home ice. They brought a good effort, but so did Buffalo. I think both teams bring a good effort tonight. Uh, I've I got a sneaking suspicion, believe it or not, Devin Levi is going to start again here. Now, I don't know that. It hasn't been confirmed, but just that sixth sense tells me they might put him in there on a back-to-back because he's been rolling and because he's been a big reason why the Sabres are still playing on Tuesday, April 11th in a game that still matters to them because yeah. of Levi's play in that. And he was terrific, by the way, uh, last night against the uh, New York Rangers, especially in that shootout. So for me, give me the draw here, around plus 390. Uh, plus 400 at FanDuel with the uh, draw for the uh, Sabres and Devils. Alex, uh, Buffalo, New Jersey. Yeah, I'll, I'll sprinkle a little bit on the draw too, but I like this first period over – I'm sorry, first period puck line rather with New Jersey. Uh, got plus 120 laying the half a goal with the first period puck line. This is definitely one of those spots, like I said, with, with Buffalo. It makes total sense to run uh, Levi back. If you're going to make a miracle run and get into the playoffs, it's got to be on his shoulders. And here's the thing. This is probably the only time you ever want to play him back-to-back like this in his career because he's just been doing it here at Northeastern the last four years. You know, plural goalies, you want to give him some time, give him some space. He's not used to playing those back-to-backs consistently. But he's just been doing this, you know, earlier than the season. So why not keep him in that kind of same mode? You, you know, if anything, you'd kind of rock the boat if you had, say, you know, two weeks left and you were spacing things out for him. Let him get be, uh, you know, get some kind of familiarity at this level, but also the same kind of workload he's just been playing. I think it makes total sense. So uh, it, we'll see what the, the official word is, but that, that would be the way I would go if I was Buffalo. I still think New Jersey can come out hot here. They've got way more to play for. They know they're in the playoffs, and they know that that door is wide open for them to grab that division title, especially with the way Carolina's playing. Uh, so I think they're going to be the more motivated side, and I think they could put things away here. Once Buffalo gets down maybe a couple of goals, that's when it seems like you know reality sets in and realize, okay, we're, we're going golfing soon. And then now, like I said, we're going to be on the live betcast. Hopefully we can – you know, see that air kind of deflate in real time, and we can just keep hitting New Jersey to score, uh, much like I did with Minnesota last night. You know, we can find that that spot of just you know the shift uh, uh, of momentum, and then just ride that. Yeah, no doubt. There is a prop that I like, and it's an obvious prop. It's a situational gem of a prop tonight. It's Jack Hughes for New Jersey for various reasons. I'd say go over shots on goal for sure. 
because I think he's going to be looking to shoot the puck quite a bit tonight. Uh, overshots on goal is a good look. Uh, to score a goal, you could sprinkle on that. Uh, Jack Hughes to uh, get a goal. Uh, shots on goal, by the way, over three and a half, minus 130. Uh, over one and a half points at plus 110, plus 105. I think that's a good bet. The goal prop, everything Jack Hughes, and I'll say why that is. He right now is tied for the New Jersey Devils franchise record in points for a single season. He needs one more point to get the record. And and uh, he's going to get it. You know, I'm sure of it. You know, he only needs one more point. But not only that, you know, he's at 96 points right now. He's four points away from 100 points. So, you know, I know there's only two games left, but I think he's going to try uh, his damnedest to get to 100 points uh, for the uh, Devils. So what do I expect? I expect him to shoot a lot. I expect him to drive so much of the offense and the chances for New Jersey. I know they're going to look to feed him the puck. Obviously, the, the teammates of Jack Hughes know you know, that he's four points away from 100 and obviously needs just the one point for the single-season franchise record uh, in points. So uh, I think it definitely is significant. And you know what's funny is his younger brother, Luke Hughes, is going to make his NHL debut, I believe, tonight, which means family's going to be in it. The Hughes family's going to be there. Uh, in New Jersey. I mean, this is this is a huge uh, smorgasbord, if you will, tonight uh, that's going to take place in Jersey. Uh, and by the way, if you're interested in Luke Hughes to score in his NHL debut, plus 500 at FanDuel, if you think uh, lightning is going to strike for Luke Hughes in his, in his NHL debut tonight. So you're right. The family is going to be there, the Hughes family. Uh, no question about that, except Quinn, of course, who's still playing with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. But uh, no, the Hughes family will be there. Jack needs one point to get the franchise record for points in the season. He's four away from 100 points. We know San Jose last night. They tried to get Carlson to 100 points. They've been trying for games. They got Eric Carlson to 100 points last night. I think there's an incentive to get Jack Hughes to 100 points. So Jack Hughes props, anything you find, shots on goal, point prop, goal prop. Uh, over one and a half points, though. Shot on goal prop, the goal prop. I'll be uh, sprinkling on all of those tonight. Oh, you, you missed out the one I thought you were going to really hit. This is the one I'm going to be playing. His Go for the last goal scored. Because if he needs those points with the empty net, chances yeah. are, like I said, especially getting the 100 points, that's Great something call. to look for the, the, the last two games. Ha, you know, he, he's going to be on the ice. They're going to be feeding it to him to let him score. So uh, that may be a, a great problem. I don't usually bet that, but it's always around. I always see that. So, yeah, Jack Hughes to score last. Uh, that's something to probably tail the next couple of games. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you don't get situations like this every day, but it's just, it's a perfect storm. He needs one point for the record. He needs four points to get to a hundred, which is a milestone. Any player would like to achieve. He's got family in attendance because I don't think it's so much for Jack. It's for Luke. Cause Luke's going to make his NHL debut tonight. So, uh, Luke Hughes. So, I mean, it's just a perfect storm and all the elements in place for Jack Hughes, maybe to have a monster night. You know, unless, of course, whoever's in net, Levi, UPL, whoever stands on his head. So uh, definitely, I think it's a situationally couldn't ask for a better prop look than that uh, on Jack Hughes. To, and the last goal prop definitely makes a ton of sense because they'll feed him the puck uh, with an empty net if they're up by a goal late in the uh, third period to get him to uh, four goals. I know, Tim Earl, you don't want to hear that, but there is a possibility. Uh, and Sabre fans, you know, that they could be down a goal late in the third period it's very possible tonight it's entirely uh, possible because they're probably gonna be losing in the third period so yeah it's i know i know you're saber fan but uh let's be let's live in reality here a little bit i mean it's very i mean they, they obviously could win too because it's such a you know they got to win to keep any play, playoff hopes alive but let's be honest it's a tough spot too they were in new york last night and now in new jersey tonight all right speaking of tough spots from a from a handicapping standpoint 
How about Toronto and Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay, a minus 220, a home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. This thing has skyrocketed. Minus 140 is where it opened for Tampa Bay. It's all the way up to minus 220 now uh, on the Tampa Bay Lightning here uh, in this game. Part of it is Andre Vasilevsky has been confirmed as the starting goaltender for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and obviously Toronto on a back-to-back, it's a negative situation. But there is another reason, and it's not really anything in terms of personnel on the main roster for Toronto. Because if you look at their current lineup, uh, Sam Lafferty missed the game last night. Yarncroke missed the game. They're still day-to-day. Eric Gustafson got injured in the pregame warm-up last night. So he's they're day-to-day, he's day-to-day as well. They haven't announced any of the big you know, the key cogs out for this game tonight, Bunting, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, O'Reilly, Nylander. Uh, they're all look, looking like, as of right now, they're all going to play. Morgan Riley's going to play. The biggest reason for this move is there's some some whispers and some rumors going around and floating around that Toronto is going to give some OHL goal, goalie straight out of the OHL a start tonight. And the reason for that is because they can't use Joe Wall because of salary cap constraints. And they've put themselves into a hole with all the recalls and sending down and all the transactions that have gone on due to these injuries, too, that have cropped up here for the Leafs the last few days. They are in a pickle. They are hamstrung from using Joe Wall. And at the same time, they don't want to put Samsonov in on a back-to-back, especially against a team that you know they're going to be playing next week uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So what I am hearing is that the Toronto Maple Leafs could be looking at uh, another goalie uh, option here uh, tonight uh, for this game. And he plays for the Windsor uh, Spitfires as well. So keep that in mind, uh, that uh, that's who we could be looking at here uh, for the uh, game tonight. Like, you won't even find him on any uh, NHL roster or anything. You might straight out of junior and might be straight into the starting uh, goaltender role tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So that is a big reason why... Um, that is a big reason why the money is just poured in on Tampa Bay. The anticipation and the possible expectation that this kid's going to be a net for Toronto. who's straight out of junior. He hasn't even played a lick of pro hockey in the uh, minors. ECHL, AHL, nothing. You know, straight out of junior and going to be in uh, net possibly tonight for the Leafs. Apparently, Kyle Dubas is still trying to finagle his way into getting Wall to be cleared to be allowed to start tonight and get around these cap constraints that have caused this mess. But as of right now, that's not a for sure that he's going to be able to pull that off. And if he can't and, pull that off, if he can't start Joe Wall, then it's going to be this young kid uh, from the Windsor Spitfires who's never played a lick of pro hockey in his life. And that's why all this money's poured in here on Tampa Bay. So the only thing I can say is to be announced, to be determined. Don't bet it yet. Let's get some confirmation here. Certainly if this kid's in net, the Lightning team total at over three and a half looks cheap in my opinion. And it, and it does look like that uh, Tampa Bay, and it's already a, you know, a, a, a better spot for them, I guess, because, you know, Toronto's on a back-to-back, but at the same time, minus 220 with a team that you have doubts about where their heads are at, you know, in these remaining games, you know, they're locked into this first round against Toronto, won't have home ice. So I, I know why they're betting Tampa Bay here because of this potential uh, starting goalie news for Toronto, but minus 220, there's no freaking way, none at all. I'm going to endorse Tampa Bay at that price. And even at minus 140, I wasn't really involved, <laughs> in, really in love with back in Tampa Bay. So it's a wait and see. Let's see where Toronto's roster is going to look like here. Goalie, especially. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Leafs lightning. 
So it's funny because I was getting a bunch of messages when we were talking about the other game on my phone, and I didn't know what it was pertaining to. Joseph Wall is listed on the active roster as of 10 minutes ago, and Nick Chenard, I guess that's the kid that you're talking about, he is not on the roster. So it seems like Wall could be a go. Matt Onuska is the guy. Oh, Matt Onuska. Okay, so Nick Nick Chenard is the guy who got pulled off of the roster. I'm not sure who that is. I'm reading a chopped-up tweet, basically. So, um, yeah, so, so it seems like Wall will be available. Potentially. So uh, this is a game. This is one of the two games I talked about at the top of the show that I said, I'm not touching this game at all. I mean, I even kind of alluded to it yesterday because of the fact that we didn't know what we we're going to see from Toronto last night. And in essence, what they might do today being, well, you know, are they just going to kind of, you know, keep it close to the vest and not play anything? And honestly, starting a kid out of the OHL would have been the perfect way to say, hey, you know what? You know, you're going to get the win here and, you know, you're not going to figure anything out about what we're going to do a week from now. So that still could be a potential uh, possibility. I don't know. Like I said, it, this, it, it's moving parts. This is a game you shouldn't bet at all, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, I wouldn't have taken a shot aside or total. Uh, it's a great end game. You know why people are, will bet the hell out of this game? Because it's ESPN. The, the casual right, of course. fan knows yeah. this is the tele- one of the two television games tonight. Yep. Got it well, better. I mean, if you got 140 you know, yesterday, then yes, that was just a great investment. That's not necessarily a, a great wager. It's just you know, you, you, you got the best of the value. You literally got double the number. So that's fine. I have no problem with that, but this is just the game. Honestly, this is a classic playoff spot of, you know, these teams, like I said, they're going to play each other. If it's close, chances are you won't see anything happen. And it's not even of the sense of, Oh, you know, who wants the extra point or whatever. Just guys don't want to get hurt, yeah. you know, and, and you're going to see some animosity. You're probably going to see some pushing and shoving because also these two teams played last postseason. And, and, you know, the refs aren't going to let shit happen. The refs don't want to get, you know, you don't want to see any key guys get hurt now and then be out for the playoffs. So this could end up being a great game, you know, early and then just falls off the table and we see a bunch of nothing late. It's going to be a weird feel. I'm glad we'll all be on the betcast together to watch it, but I, I'm definitely not betting anything now and won't bet anything after it most likely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the overs, the, the over and the lightning team total over is uh, a lean right now, especially if this, young kids in net and plus i think for tampa bay you know they have lost a few in a row i think there's at least at some point don't they especially back home here uh in this game they've got to say let's let, let's you know get some kind of positive step in our game you know at some point after these last uh, three losses that they've suffered on the road against the rangers the islanders and ottawa uh, as they are returned home but uh, i'm not laying 220 to find out uh, that is for sure. Uh, that is a good point uh, in the chat. Uh, you always look late in the season if you're going to bet props. Focus on the milestone, you know, situations. Like we talked about with Jack Hughes. He needs a point to get the franchise record, four points to get 100. I think his props are a good bet because of that. And you could say that absolutely about Braden Point tonight for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. He's looking for uh, 50 goals. He needs one more goal. I think just betting him to get a goal plus 138, keep it simple. Uh, it's probably a good prop look tonight for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Braden Point goal score prop. Again, plus 138 is the best price you can find with that right now. Uh, that's probably something that is worth betting here uh, in this game tonight with the uh, Leafs and the Light. That's, that's a much better bet, in my opinion, than Tampa Bay and money line or anything with Tampa. Because when Tampa wins, how many times does Braden Point factor in uh, to the offense and score a goal for them? It happens a lot. So he's one away from 50 goals. Tonight could be the night he gets to 50. All right, Detroit, Carolina. Carolina minus 280, home favorite, six the total in this game. Detroit, I want no part of. They look like they are, uh, they're, they, not, not, they're, they look like Washington did prior to last night 
where, you know, if the effort's not great, there's no pushback. They look like they're ready for the golf course in a week. I mean, those were two, um, two games. They weren't even competitive uh, against Pittsburgh and Dallas back to back. Now those two teams are obviously playing for uh, a lot, but you know, Carolina now is playing for a lot because they're all of a sudden barely, and I mean barely hanging on to first place in the Metro division. They're not only one point up on New Jersey, and they're in a situation where they've got to they've got to win hockey games right now. And again, regulation wins, something you got to factor in. They're both tied at 50 right now as far as regulation wins are concerned. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it goes here for them tonight in this one. But or actually, I should say 48 for New Jersey, 46 for uh, Carolina with regulation wins. So, you know, New Jersey's actually got the edge there. So all of a sudden, Carolina in the waning moments of the season could lose their grip on first place in the uh, Metro division, which they've had for a very long time. So it should be a bounce back spot, but I kind of thought last night was going to be a nice spot for them. And they started poorly and they, uh, you know, they were behind most of that game. They tried their best to bounce back, but they end up losing three, two to the uh, Ottawa senators. So it's not easy right now to uh, trust Carolina fully, but I I am going to go a little bit, just small, just small, on uh, the first period puck line tonight, uh, you know, because the one thing for Carolina is this is back to back. You know, you could see them, you know, with the lead, especially risk really, really just try to s- just deaden the game to a halt and protect that lead. Something they might really look to do with them being on a back to back. So uh, it's just Detroit has shown me such a lethargic level the last two games at home, no less. That for me personally, it's hard to envision here tonight against Carolina. And then, you know, if they couldn't play hard for their final home game last night, you know, how are we going to trust them tonight in Carolina and then Thursday night in Tampa? They look like a team that's just ready to get the season over with. So I will grab Carolina here, but only in the first period, uh, minus a half at plus 120 uh, for the Hurricanes first period puck line. Uh, Alex, uh, Red Wings, Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, this is going to be a, a all hands on deck effort for Carolina. It has to be because, like I said, you know they want to wrap up uh, the division. But certainly, you want to get home ice. All they need is one point to at least avoid dropping to third uh, and having something crazy happen where they have to go open on the road against the New York Rangers. That that's something they definitely do not want, especially with the way they're playing right now. So I do think they take care of business. But I'm only going to trust them to win in the first period. I'm going. Uh, with that first period puck line, I got plus a dollar fifteen at DraftKings. You got to shop around. Uh, definitely don't want to lay a price. Anything even money or better uh, is what I would support here for that first period puck line. And like I said, Detroit just seems to be kind of lifeless and playing out the string here. So this should be a, a easy one for Carolina. But let's just only you know worry about the first twenty minutes, not the whole sixty. Washington, Boston, Boston minus three twenty total six in this game. Uh, this is going to be something that is going to, I'm about to just shock and awe our viewing and listening audience. I have one word to say about this game and you know, I'm long winded with analysis pass Alex. What do you think? Washington, Boston, <laughs> yeah. nothing here for me. Uh, maybe the over in game, we see a drop down to five and a half and it's plus money. That's that might take a small shot with that, but yeah, I mean, Boston has nothing to play for Washington. Couldn't give a shit. It's pass. Yeah, and I know they stunned the Islanders last night, a team that needed the points desperately, but I'm not trusting Washington back-to-back now with Charlie Lindgren in net tonight uh, against the uh, Boston. But at the same time, you know what's taken away from any interest in Boston tonight for me is the fact that they got the uh, the record wins against Philly. 
you know, that, and you know, now they got the record of number of wins in a single season. So now the, the, this is where you wonder what's their left to play for here in these remaining regular season games for Boston. And I'm not comfortable in this price range with them. So that's and, why. For me, and with Boston, guys, could we, I, I haven't seen a goalie confirmation yet, but I know they got the, the kid from Providence that's up there who had, he's had a, a hell of a run with the, with the peas down there. Could we possibly see him get a start in one of these last couple of games for Boston? Very possibly, but it will not be tonight because uh, okay. Linus Hallmark uh, has I'm been in okay. net for the uh, for the Boston Bruins, and we're, I'm pretty damn sure it's going to be Lindgren here on the uh, back to back for the uh, Washington Capitals. So, yeah, this is just clear pass for me. I mean, it's just I, I worry about Boston a little bit because they got the record on Sunday. If they had lost to Philly and they're playing at home tonight with a chance oh, to get yeah, that win record, oh, we're we're yeah. all we're getting in on Boston, no question yeah. about it, but. The fact they got the record Sunday with that win against the Flyers, you know, has me en concerned enough about where Boston's at tonight uh, as far as this game goes. But at the same time, there's no way I back Washington either. So that's why it's an easy pass. All right. That's the uh, first half of this uh, Wednesday or sorry, Tuesday NHL card. Five games down, five games left. Uh, hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Shout out to our podcast listeners as well. Back for the second half of the Tuesday card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back on the ice, guys. Uh, Jimmy Murphy in our chat, uh, yeah. welcome in, Jimmy. Good to see you. Is telling us too that they actually can break the all-time points record. See, I didn't keep up with that. All I heard was the wins record. This all these days and weeks that have gone by, I didn't hear anything about the point. But apparently, the points record is still a, a, at stake for them. So uh, that, that doesn't make me jump to take Boston, but uh, certainly it gives them a little bit more incentive than I thought. So we'll see tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, with that being said, maybe hopefully if they get, you know, hopefully Washington gets the first goal and then maybe we can get some better prices when we're on the back half of that. Yeah, and he says they're dressing the regular lineup tonight. Nobody's resting. All marks in. Uh, they got uh, Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak, you know, the whole group. Uh, the core is going to be in. The only guys that aren't in are the guys that have been injured uh, for Boston. For And it's the same players that have been out for a long period of time with these injuries, Krejci and Felino and Forbert. You know, those are the guys that are uh, still out for them. Uh, Krejci recently, obviously, but yeah. you know, Forbert and Bellino have been long-term injuries for Boston. That's it. A Everybody definite, else is playing. So it's a definite stay away for if you're looking at Capitals. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. But, uh, again, we're talking minus 320. That's a pretty big price there. Um, like I say, that's the best way to go about it. Maybe Washington just, you know, fluke goal, goes in off a skate or something. Or maybe they get a legit really nice goal, Washington. They go up one nothing. 
then you jump in on Boston Live. That's what we'll do. If, if they fall behind or so, at any point, maybe a live Bruin bet during the betcast tonight. Yeah, I'll, 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 lay, I'll just lay this out. I'm not going to – this is not an indication I'm playing this tonight, but the way I would kind of look at that would be, yeah, a quarter unit on Washington to score first goal pregame at a plus price. Yeah. And then maybe catch that adjustment in game for another quarter unit. So now you have a half unit stake. And then once you get that, you take a quarter of that unit, go back for Boston to score the next goal, and another quarter unit for Boston money line at a better adjusted price. Yeah, that, that's not a bad approach uh, at all. And again, you got to get creative this time of year, late in the season with some of these games, including this game. Who's laying minus 500 or 550? I should say, with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, over the Chicago Blackhawks. Six and a half the total. I get it. Chicago is losing left and right. It's uh, be bad for Bedard. That's what they're trying to do, uh, the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> that, that that TSN thing, man, that cracked me up. It was so bad, it was good. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, be bad for Bedard. They're trying, Chicago, uh, to do that. And obviously, they're on a back-to-back with Morozik in net, who we know has not had a great season uh, at all. And Pittsburgh, you know, Playing really well the last couple of games, too. That's part of it, too. Not only do they need the points, Pittsburgh, but they've been playing well the last two games. The, the home win against Minnesota was very impressive. They dominated Detroit uh, at uh, the Pizza Box on Saturday afternoon. Like These have been two really, really good team games in a row by the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins at both ends of the ice. Jari's been good in net. Crosby is leading this team by example, saying, hey, get on my back. I'll take us into the playoffs with the way he's played these last couple of games. So, uh, definitely, I think Pittsburgh's ought to win this game. Uh, should win this game. I mean, it would be beyond embarrassing, quite honestly, uh, if this Penguins team loses tonight because of just the stakes, you know, who you're playing, the spot for the opponent to back-to-back after hosting uh, Minnesota uh, last night, which makes it a tricky spot as it is for the Blackhawks. So, you know, if Pittsburgh doesn't win tonight, that's horrendous. Shame on them. But uh, I, I can't back I can't back Pittsburgh. Maybe you can. Uh, but I can't. Not at minus 550. There's no value regulation line. There's no value puck line. Even the first period puck line is a ridiculous price, uh, in my opinion here. Look at the first period puck line even uh, yeah, in this uh, game. It's absolutely ludicrous here. Like Even in the first period puck line, you got to lay minus 120 uh, with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. you got to actually lay a price uh, with that first period puck line. I ain't doing it. Maybe we look at something live, but nothing pregame for me. Uh, Alex Blackhawks Penguins. So I'm gonna take a minute to talk about yesterday's Hawks Wild game because that was just, I mean, live betting 101. It was just actually just beautiful how that worked out yesterday. Hawks up two to one, seemingly getting a goal to go up three one. The goal gets waved off because there was a penalty committed and the Wild touched the puck beforehand. You know how the Hawks are on the power play that they look like crap. As soon as they couldn't convert, I was instantly all over Wild to score next goal. Wild money line plus three ninety. Marcus Johansson scores two, tie the game, get the lead, empty netter makes it 4-2. I mean, it, it just doesn't get any easier than that when you're looking at live betting. Those momentum shifts are the things that we're trying to isolate when we do the bet cast and when we talk about live betting. So uh, I just wanted to pinpoint that because I have absolutely nothing else to say about this particular game tonight. It's past. There you go. We'll talk about last night because we got nothing uh, for tonight uh, with these uh, two teams. But, uh, yeah, definitely tread lightly here and again. Maybe we'll find something live uh, to bet. Maybe Pittsburgh's going to – maybe Pittsburgh's going to – remember, there was a bet cast recently. They played someone nearly as bad as Chicago at home, Columbus, and it was a wretched start. What were they down? 3 nothing at one point yeah. uh, in that game. That's what I worry about here 
you know, they just think it's going to be so easy here. And they're playing well again. These last two games, they've played really well, the Penguins. That's just going to be easy. And they, they've been prone to these dummy spots, Pittsburgh, where they come out and they just lay an egg. Uh, and yet they could still be good enough to come back and win the game because they did that against Columbus that night. Uh, and maybe we see that tonight. So that's why there. I think there might be an opportunity to bet Pittsburgh on the BetCast tonight live, maybe down 2 nothing if they have a similar start like they had against Columbus in the recent BetCast. We saw it was on a Tuesday night. I remember it clear as day. Columbus, they were horrible early in the game. Uh, fell behind. They actually came back and won that night uh, against the uh, Jackets. So there is that sliver of hope. We see something similar tonight. So if, you, if you're planning for that, would you then take maybe – a quarter unit or even less, some beer money, and take Hawks' money line right now at the highest price you can find, so plus 400 or better, and then look for that uh, adjustment in-game and then maybe break up a unit and try to take some small shots on Pittsburgh, you know, the better of a, of a money line you get uh, as they try to come back. 100%. If you are going to be invest thinking that Chicago can jump ahead in this game early, then you bet Chicago full-game money line pregame, and then you're going to wait, to, especially – and it actually won't get a good price on Pittsburgh money line until they probably at least fall Down behind two. by two or three goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but if you think that could happen, then you do bet Chicago pregame, and then you get the plus price on Pittsburgh if that happens. Down two or three yeah. goals tonight during the game. Yeah, definitely. That would be your again. This is a strategy that it's just in your mind. You got to have a game script right. in mind. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and that's and again, game script doesn't always uh, occur the way you think it will. So sure. that's the risk you run, but. If you're going to go about it with, you know, thinking Chicago gets off to a hot start, that's what you do. You bet Chicago pregame, full game money line, then you jump on Pittsburgh the moment they get up to a plus price if they're down by two or three. It makes sense. And like I said, just, just you know, putting yourself in the, in the building positions too with the game script, it's obviously something that we'll be talking a lot more about because that's pretty much how I operate from the majority of the playoffs, yeah. especially when you're looking at series uh, positions and things of that nature. But even just from game to game and period to period, you have to start kind of breaking things down. And we'll talk about it, you know, of course. You know, the, the old adages like the third period over and the elimination games and things like that. That's all part of, of game script and kind of looking at things in a storyboard mode. And uh, that's the just, the, you know, that's the way we kind of go about things in the postseason. Yep, no question. Uh, all right. Winnipeg, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota minus 120 home favorite, six the total Jets and wild back to back for both teams. Winnipeg hosted San Jose last night. Minnesota was in Chicago last night. Uh, so it's a back-to-back situation for the Jets and the Wild. Uh, we'll see how this one uh, plays out. If you look at Minnesota, they came back, of course, in the third period to beat Chicago last night. Uh, they are currently third in the Central Division, but two points behind both Dallas and Colorado, who remain tied for first in the uh, Central Division. So, you know, as of right now, it's looking like a daunting task for Minnesota, Alex, to get out of third. Like, I know they still could if things go their way, but... Uh, it's looking like they're going to have to um, start the uh, first round on the road, you know, barring something uh, unforeseen here in the final two games. Now they're still, they could still get out of this situation, but uh, there's no question that it's going to take a lot. They're going to need to win uh, here uh, in these last two games and get some help along the way. Uh, You look at the record of the teams on the uh, back-to-back this year, uh, Winnipeg uh, with uh, no rest is eight and four this season, actually quite good. Uh, on a back-to-back eight and four record uh, Minnesota six and five on the second night of back-to-back 
uh, games this year. Yes, final home game as well for the uh, Wild uh, here tonight against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the goaltending matchup uh, for this game, uh, we don't have goalies confirmed for uh, either uh, of these two squads yet, but with uh, Philip Gustafson getting the uh, start for uh, Minnesota last night, it's more than likely going to be Marc-Andre Fleury for uh, Minnesota tonight, but it's not confirmed. I have a feeling Rick Bonus is going with Hellebuck again, uh, Alex. You need one point from these last two games against Minnesota and Colorado. You don't put Big Civ Dave in there in, in spots like this. I don't care that it's back-to-back. Hellebuck has voiced publicly many times how he has no issues, none, zero, starting back-to-back games. He's fine with it, especially when they're important games. So I think it's going to be back to uh, Connor Hellebuck for the Jets, even though it hasn't been confirmed tonight. For me, the obvious bet, you know where I'm going, Alex, already is the draw. Now, that's yeah. where we're going here with uh, Jets and Wild. I do think the Jets, you know, they want to try to nail this down right now. And the great thing about the draw bet in this game is, you know, Minnesota doesn't care that Winnipeg gets points. Winnipeg doesn't care that Minnesota gets points. They're in their own battles right now. And the beauty of this bet, even more than that, is Winnipeg just needs one point. If we're tied late in the third period, there's no chances being taken. We're protecting the puck. We're being cautious. We're not pinching at the blue line. We're getting this damn game into overtime, and we are securing the one point we need to clinch a playoff spot. That's going to be the mindset for the Winnipeg Jets, you know, if this game is close down the stretch. So this is, this is for me, the obvious draw wager of the Tuesday night card, uh, Jets wild draw. Uh, Alex, uh, Winnipeg, Minnesota. Yeah, right there with you. That's This is the draw play that I have. Uh, and also – you know, I'll be looking to attack that first period over at a better price in game. And it's kind of to set myself up for a position to look for a live under. Because I like I said, I feel this will be a close tight game and I don't think we're gonna see a lot of scoring. I don't think we're gonna see any scoring chances if the things get tied even at the beginning of the third period. So that's where we can start hammering these unders. We can start hammering no goal score at the rest of regulation. Like this is a great setup for for some live ragering. Uh and I think it's all kind of leading up to a game going past regulation, so we're taking the draw. By the way, regarding the draw for Buffalo, New Jersey, I mentioned being on that. It's gone up to plus 430 now at FanDuel. So it's even gone higher, plus 430 with that Sabres-Devils draw at uh, FanDuel. Just an amazing price now with that. At FanDuel, it's plus 350, by the way, for the uh, Winnipeg-Minnesota draw, which I do like quite a bit. I know what you're saying, Terry, the division rival. They wouldn't mind spoiling Winnipeg getting any points tonight, but let's be honest. Winnipeg's the more desperate team tonight. They're, yeah. Minnesota is at a point now where, yeah, they'd love to get out a third, but there's not that urgency you know, when you're just moving up positions compared to a team that's actually just trying to get into the playoffs and save their season. So I think I think somehow, some way, Winnipeg, even on a back-to-back here, and look, Minnesota played is playing back-to-back too, and Winnipeg's got a good back-to-back record. Somehow, some way, I think the Jets get this game, get the point they need tonight, and at least get this game to a draw. And if you look at the rivalry angle, the, the Wild just beat their bigger rival on the road last night. So if, if anything, I could see where, you know, a, more attention was paid yesterday than, than today particularly. Yeah, so definitely, I, I think that's, and again, if Hellebuck goes, I think that obviously gives the, uh, the Jets a, a greater chance. Although I will admit, he has had some tough nights in Minnesota uh, in recent years. I can't explain why, but this hasn't always been a great building for him, but uh, I'm still taking it. I like the draw. It makes sense to me, plus 350. All right, Edmonton and Colorado. Uh, we've got uh, even money here, minus 110 both sides, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. I'll tell you what, I was so disappointed with this price. I thought, 
yeah, I know Edmonton's rolling, but in Colorado, there's no way they're going to not make the Avalanche a home favorite, are they? they? They didn't. You know, that speaks volumes about how well Edmonton's playing right now. They actually made Edmonton even money, and I'm even seeing minus 120 slight road favorites for the Edmonton Oilers. Like, I, I definitely lean Edmonton here. I'm not, I'm not stepping in front of the Oilers. I'm not. I mean, they're just playing some outstanding hockey. Uh, they're rolling through everybody. They're beating, you know, good teams, bad teams, doesn't matter. You know, they beat Vegas. They beat L.A. twice. Um, you know, they've been very, very impressive, this group. But Dallas, 4-1 uh, to one early, uh, last month on March 16th. I mean, they have beaten everybody uh, that's gone up against them. Uh, and it's been a, a great thing to watch here. So uh, I was going to go Edmonton in the draw. But I don't love this price as much as I wanted. I wanted Edmonton as a slight dog. I thought it would be Colorado like minus 130 and Edmonton plus 110. It wasn't. I was like, wow, they're giving Edmonton some respect. And I understand why they're giving Edmonton some respect. Odds makers, because this team's a, a smoldering red hot uh, firecracker right now, the uh, Edmonton Oilers with the way they're playing. So I, I definitely still lean Edmonton. I just. Don't love the price as much as I thought I would. I was hoping for plus money. Instead, it's minus 110, uh, minus 120 here with uh, Edmonton uh, in this game. But I do like the draw. Uh, I do. This is another draw for me here, uh, for sure. You can't argue with series history. And what we have seen here between these two teams in the two regular season meetings this year is a 3-2 overtime win for Colorado in Edmonton and a 6-5 win for Colorado uh, uh, in uh at home against Edmonton the last time these two teams played. Uh, and that's another reason why I think Edmonton is chomping at the bit here. Two really tough overtime losses in the regular season this year against Colorado and the Western Conference final playoff loss last year to them. So uh, to me, Edmonton definitely, but I don't love the price uh, as much as I like. I might put a couple bucks on it, but that's it. Uh, again, I was hoping for a little bit better than minus 110, but the draw I do like. I mean, you can't argue with it. Two straight meetings this year have gone past regulation uh, between these two teams. So uh, for me, that's the primary bet. Uh, Edmonton, Colorado, uh, draw, and you can get that at FanDuel again, which has become the best price for these bets, plus 390 uh, for the draw with uh, Edmonton and Colorado. Uh, Alex, uh, ESPN game should be a great one. Oilers, Avalanche. Yeah, like I said, I'm just going to sprinkle on the draw. This is not my favorite draw, but it makes complete sense because of the history. Uh, and both teams, you know, want to you know, get points. And and this is going to be a bit more of a battle. Even though these two teams, like I said, they're not in each other's way yet. But, you know, there's history there from last postseason. Uh, both teams want to be you know, rounding good form, especially Edmonton. They want to keep this good form that they have uh, rolling into the, into the playoffs. So this is going to be a, a good one. I think we're going to see a lot of chippiness. Uh, could probably see you know a lot of maybe four on fours, a lot of penalties going back and forth. These are two uh, you know electric power play units. So I lean with that over full game. I'm also going to play the first period over at two. I got plus a dollar ten over at my bookie. So shop around, try to get a plus price with that. If you can't, then just try to grab it in game. But I think we'll see some goals here back and forth. But ultimately, this one will probably take a little longer than sixty to finish. Well, that's a good point about the series history. It's been actually more overs. It's been the regular season meetings, both of them, uh, well, actually the one in Colorado went uh, over the total uh, 6-5 back in uh, February. But yeah, I would lean over here uh, in this game as a uh, 6.5, especially with the total having dropped from 7 uh, to 6.5. Because for Colorado, they're still trying to win a division. For Edmonton, they're obviously still trying for a home ice in the uh, first round. So uh, definitely some good looks there. Yes, Devon Taves, uh, anytime point makes sense because, again, right now it's looking at least at the moment like it's going to be an absence for both 
Kale McCarr and Bo Byram again. Actually, Byram's back tonight. So, but I believe they still they're still going to have Devon Taves. They do. They still have him slotted on the number one power play unit tonight for this game. They've got Bo Byram on the second unit. So that still ends up have, making me like the uh, Taves prop uh, to get a point, and also probably overshots on goal as well. Uh, Ranting and overshots on goal. You just keep betting that. I mean, he's going over three and a half shots on goal. It seems like every game right now for the Avalanche for the Oilers. Uh, I mean, share the wealth right now. Hyman has been great. I think Hyman right now is probably a little more undervalued than the Nuge or Dreisaitl or McDavid, certainly from a prop standpoint. So uh, those are the props I'd probably look at from the Edmonton side, more Hyman uh, than anybody else uh, in that one. So good game. And again, there's something tangible on the line for both teams. So a lot of history from the playoff series last year. Two great regular season games between them earlier this season. So should be a great matchup for the BetCast tonight uh, and for the national audience on TNT. All right, Seattle-Vegas. We've got Vegas mi- up to minus 160 now uh, as home favorites. Uh, the total six shaded to the over uh, here in this one. Uh, goaltending uh, confirmations. It is Laurent Brossois uh, in net for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, again, I keep saying it. As of right now, I think he's probably game one starting goaltender uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. It sure looks that way to me uh, with what Bruce Cassidy uh, is doing right now. Uh, Tough spot for Seattle just because, you know, they played a lot of hockey. Uh, They played in Arizona uh, last night uh, against the uh, Coyotes, and they got the job done by a score of uh, four to one. Uh, They've won five in a row, Seattle. So it's been a nice run, but this is now going to be their third game in four nights. Back-to-back on the road, so a little bit of a tricky spot. I grabbed Vegas at minus 140 uh, earlier today, and I figured this line might go up, and boy, I was right. It's up to minus 160 now. So if you like Vegas now, you either can lay the worst price, you know, minus 160, or take them in regulation, you know, and take the chance that they win uh, in 60 minutes here. Perhaps you do that, but I still get the feeling it could be competitive. So I'd much rather have the full-game money line, uh, which I did bet minus 140. Uh, It's gone up. Now at this number, a little bit, I might tack on a little Golden Knight team total over as well because I get the feeling it could be Martin Jones uh, tonight in net for the uh, Kraken uh, on the uh, back-to-back. And uh, we know his uh, season in the second half post-All-Star break has not been as good uh, as it was obviously in the uh, first half. And he's kind of reverted back into the uh, uh, the type of goaltending we would have expected all along uh, from Martin Jones here in the uh, second half of the season where he's been fighting the puck a lot and it definitely has had uh, trouble and by the way, it's interesting. Martin Jones was not available last night, and um, with a hand injury, uh, they're saying he might be available tonight, but it's actually not confirmed yet. So probably not going to see Grubauer, I would think, on a back-to-back. Yeah. It could be Joey Decord uh, for Seattle as well tonight. So keep an eye on this. Undetermined with the goaltender for Seattle, but either way, regardless of who starts, I took Vegas here minus one forty up to minus 160. So unfortunately, some value lost. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Kraken, Golden Knights. Yeah, this is one I had circled too for a live uh, action. I'm going to go five over five and a half live. Um, anything in minus $1.25 or better is what I, what I like here. I think we're just going to see gold, like I said, with that. Seattle, third game of four nights. They've been playing well, but now having question marks of who's going to start in that, I think we're going to see goals going both ways. And how interesting would it be, though, Laurent Brossois, if he does get the start, more than likely he's going to be facing his old club uh, where that kind of you know launched him into notoriety, so to speak, being the backup with Winnipeg. So uh, it'd be interesting if we see Hellebuck and Bassois in Game One and beyond uh, battling in that series. Of course, and you got to ask yourself if you're Seattle right now. You're playing Colorado, 
in the uh, first round. But if you and you, they could actually still surpass the Kings for third in the Pacific Division, uh, the Kraken, because they're only uh, two points behind Seattle, behind L.A., I should say. Seattle's two points behind L.A., and they've got a game in hand uh, on the uh, L.A. Kings. So there is still potential. And if that, that happens, then Seattle suddenly moves into a matchup likely with Edmonton uh, in the uh, first round. So this L.A.-Edmonton playoff rematch is not quite set yeah. in stone just yet. Which, and I mean, Seattle-Edmonton, Especially if we're talking about potentially Martin Jones getting yeah, starts. I don't know if they'd want that, honestly. Yeah. No, nah, they they shouldn't. Yeah. Nah, I'd love to see it. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Martin Jones with McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, Kane on the other side. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take that plus five fifty sweep for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, actually, it won't be Jones. It'll be Grubauer. But uh, nevertheless, um, you know, you look at it, it; still would be a tough series, tough, tough matchup. Uh, for uh, the uh, Edmund. Now, granted, Grubauer was on the Colorado Avalanche team that, you know, uh, actually, no, it was two years ago. It was Kemper last year, but uh, yeah, never mind. Uh, but yeah, Edmonton and uh, Colorado, um, you know, obviously, uh, if Seattle were to play, it's crazy to think Seattle right now could match up a little bit better with Colorado, but I think they'd be in a tough matchup defensively against Edmonton right now. I mean, it's a lesser two evils. I don't think they'd match up well against either one, but they, it's just a lot better. Of a, they have a better chance. Uh, to at least win one or two games against Colorado than they would against that. Yeah. All right. We got Vancouver again to wrap up the card for the second consecutive night as they take on the Anaheim Ducks final game of this uh, Tuesday slate. Uh, we've got Vancouver minus 150, uh, road favorite, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this one. Um, uh, back to back for Vancouver, uh, although they're off that loss to uh, L.A. But again, 3 nothing. I didn't see a whole lot of life from the uh, Vancouver Canucks last night, kind of lethargic. And we kind of expected that too, considering, you know, they had the final home game Saturday. They damaged, you know, a division rivals playoff hopes significantly with that shootout win against Calgary final home game. They said goodbye to John Garrett, his final home game in the booth. And we were worried about that with Vancouver last night and they got shut out blank three, nothing uh, by the uh, LA Kings. I can't lay a price with Vancouver on the road, given the situation. Back-to-back, -back, meaningless road finale uh, here for them tonight against the uh, Anaheim uh, Ducks. It's not exactly a spot where I'm saying, yeah, I trust Vancouver to bring that real, real strong effort. Actually, it's they're not their final game. they got one more on the road uh, after this, and it is going to end up being on uh, Thursday night at Arizona. That's right, the Eddie Lack Cup. And I just heard from Eddie, by the way, who's joining us on Saturday, yesterday, He's not only going to be at the game, they've arranged this little during the game interview segment with Todd Walsh and him, apparently. So there you oh, go. Nice. Uh, he's going to get some uh, interview time during that uh, Canucks and uh, Coyotes game uh, on Thursday night, in which he will be in attendance uh, at Mullet Arena. So there you go. The Eddie Lack Cup, uh, where he is living right now, residing against his old team, Vancouver. So that's Vancouver's final game. Uh, I ain't laying minus 150 with them in this spot, but do I want to take Anaheim? No. So it's a pass for me. Uh, yeah, that's the best bet. Frank Frank the Tank Vetrano over two and a half shots on goal. He's been the uh, uh, just an absolute phenomenal uh, shot on goal prop bet lately for Anaheim. He's been going over the total in eight of his last ten games, uh, and uh, he was part of that uh, that um, same game parlay that I had on Sunday with Colorado Anaheim that cashed. He was in that parlay. Frank Vetrano with Ranton and over shots. 
uh, Rodriguez for Colorado over shots. He's the one guy from Anaheim I put in the parlay, Frank Vetrano, for good reason. He's shooting the puck a ton right now. So that's probably the best bet in this entire game, side total or prop. It's probably Frank Vetrano over two and a half shots on goal uh, for Anaheim. Uh, Alex, uh, Canucks, and Ducks. I got nothing in this game. I don't blame you. It's a tough one. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. We appreciate everybody joining us. Hit the like button. Uh, and again, we're back for the BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com. And we will send you the link for the BetCast before it begins. Live betting and commentary with me, Alex, our viewers and listeners joining us as guests, drinking encouraged. Part, a bar and a pub atmosphere with every uh, Ice Guys live betcast. So make sure you DM or email to get on board and join us on the betcast. We're going to try to go uh, for, I don't know about the entire card, but certainly at the very least, we'll be on until the conclusion of the Oilers and Avalanche game uh, tonight. Uh, so, And then we'll see where the Seattle-Vegas game is and the Vancouver Anaheim, forget it. I mean, if Seattle-Vegas is like 5-1 Vegas, when the Edmonton-Colorado game ends, we're signing off. You know, that's that that's the way we'll go about it tonight. So we'll at least be on until approximately midnight uh, Eastern time, which is when that uh, Edmonton, Colorado game uh, concludes. And then we'll go from there. All right. Great stuff. Uh, again, patreon.com as well. Slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals charts, uh, uh, power ratings, the daily ice guys show betting card, bonus content and more. Uh, patreon.com slash ice guys, uh, just $10 a month. Yeah, I'll also be working on a couple of uh, playoff-specific charts uh, Saturday and Sunday. Those should be up just in time for Monday before the Cup uh, playoffs start, of course. Uh, also, check out the NHL Bracket Challenge link. We have that. Uh, it's tagged on our uh, uh, Twitter account, the underscore ice guys. It's also on the description of all the YouTube videos. Uh, I know Ian retweeted it. I retweeted it. Uh, you'll see it in the links for different things on Patreon as well. Uh, so the, the, the link there takes you directly to it. You sign up through NHL.com. Uh, the password's draw season two, three. That's all listed there as well. It's free to enter. Uh, we're all working on prizes. We got a, a couple of cool things we're going to put together for surprises. So we'll announce that uh, once the playoffs get rolling. Uh, so everybody sign up and uh, that should be a lot of fun uh, doing the bracket contest this year. All right. Good stuff indeed. Yeah. Skis picks uh, joining us in the uh, chat there. I agree with a lot of those safe props, but Dostal, I do like that. Actually, that is something that's probably worth a look. Anaheim just gives up shots, you know, every single game they do. And Dostal was very good, I thought, against Colorado. You may not think that because he still gave up, you know, five goals uh, in that game against the uh, Colorado Avalanche, but I still thought he played very well. Uh, you know, I thought it could have been a lot worse uh, than it was. So uh, Dostal over saves, I certainly wouldn't argue with that. All right, we got best bets to wrap it up in just a moment right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair and among other things. You've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. 
both of these products waterproof and a 4000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant, keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it's best bet time. Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? Oh, you're muted. Oh, there we go. I got two of them for tonight for the uh, best bets. First one is the Carolina Hurricanes. First period puck line, land the half a goal. Get plus 110, plus 115 is the price I was able to get uh, at DraftKings. So shop around for that. They got to come out hot against this uh, just lifeless Detroit team. They know, uh, you know, things are not settled for them. And if they get at least two points here, they can take care of business and, and then rest uh, to get ready for the playoffs. So we're going to go with that. Hurricanes, first period, puck line. But we're also going to go with Luke Hughes, last goal scored at plus 850. That's also available at Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, sorry, not Luke, right? Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes plus eight fifty. Now, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> ironically enough, when looking at that, did not see uh, both of them listed. So, but Jack Hughes, like I said, needing one point and and four, you know, four points away from a hundred. This is a great spot, and I think just a good value bet. It's nothing full unit. It's something you want to just sprinkle a few bucks on. But uh, if if that opportunity arises, he's on the ice. Chances are they're going to be feeding him the puck and uh, letting him shoot. So. Uh, basically a lottery ticket kind of a play, but at plus 850, it's worth the, the flip. So let's go Carolina first period puck line and Hughes to get that last goal at plus 850. Those are my two best bets for Tuesday. All right, there you go. I like both of those uh, best bets uh, for uh, Alex there for this uh, Tuesday card. Uh, my best bet here, I was almost going to use that win. I really like that Winnipeg, Minnesota draw, but uh, I usually, you know, keep those to smaller bets. So I, I won't, that, that was as close though to a draw best bet as I've had. Uh, with Winnipeg, Minnesota. I really do like that. But I will go instead uh, with best bet to Columbus, Philly, over six and a half, uh, minus a 130. Jackets, Flyers, uh, over six and a half, minus 130. I like the Flyers, too, in that game, the minus one in the team total for the Flyers as well. But we'll go with over six and a half, full game total. Jackets, Flyers uh, for best bet here for this Tuesday card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. And we are back in about three and a half hours from now. With the BetCast, we're looking forward to it, 7 p.m. Eastern. Again, DM or email me to get the link to the BetCast, and we'll make sure you're able to join us tonight on the Ice Guys Live BetCast, our final regular season BetCast. Uh, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, but we'll see you in a few hours for our final Ice Guys live betcast of the regular season. Join us at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. We'll see you then right here on the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 